So welcome to this special edition podcast from Recruitment News Australia. I'm here at the lovely Hamilton Island with Ross. We are at the end of day one and we're going to do just a quick summary at the end of the day. We will do a full synopsis of the conference next week, we think, because we've got lots of notes that we've taken and we want to share a lot more detail with you. But we did want to provide, as promised, a little bit of end of day summary at the end of each day. So day one, Ross, tell me what stood out for you. Uh, well, hello, Adele. And <laughs> it's been a lovely day on Hamilton Island. The sun has been shining. And, of course, we've been in the conference. But the best was left to the end of the day. Eddie Betts, for those of you who don't know Eddie, Eddie is a recently retired AFL uh, footballer, 350 games with Carlton Football Club and the Adelaide Crows. And Eddie is an Indigenous man from South Australia. And Eddie shared his story of growing up with disadvantage, domestic violence, um, a lack of education to the point when he signed his first professional contract with the Carlton Football Club at the age of 18. He could not read the contract that he was signing because he was illiterate. He could not read and he could not write. And he shared about his journey and what he had overcome. He shared about the power of his community and his family. He was brutally honest about the domestic violence perpetuated by his father against his mother. And, and, and then he shared about the instances of racism that he's experienced as a footballer and as an Australian, even ongoingly. Recently. And, and I, I felt desperately sad. I felt ashamed that my countrymen would act in the way that they act. And the thing that really got me was when he shared the story about playing for the Adelaide Crows and they played their fierce rivals, the Port Adelaide Power, and Eddie kicked the winning goal for the Crows in um, the forward pocket right in front of the Port Adelaide supporters. And one of those supporters threw a banana onto the field and just yelled all sorts of abuse at him. And Eddie, I mean, you could see it on his face as he's sharing this, the hurt. And then the fact that every time he sees a banana now, it's, it's like this... Um, PTSD mm. in terms of that incident, and I just, I just thought, what, what sort of society are we where people do that sort of thing? It was just, yeah. So anyway, I could go on, but um. no, I agree with you. Look, I, I, I found it really confronting by its content and and hard to digest, hard to hear, but more so because he just delivers it so humbly. You know, he mm. wasn't lecturing. He wasn't trying to gain our sympathy. He was just telling his story. Yeah. And in telling the story, you really understood what it was like for him. He really got audience empathy 
in his just in his honest, authentic way. Um, yeah, I really, I really love that presentation. If you get a chance to hear him, I, I recommend. Oh, it. and and I'm I'm going to get his book. Yeah. I, uh, I I'd um, not read his book, The Boy from Boomerang Crescent. So mm. I'm now going to go and uh, I actually prefer audiobooks. So I don't know if it's on audiobook, but I'm going to seek it out. Yeah, because. It's very hard to convey the experience of that room because, uh, like, you could have heard a pin drop, mm. and then at the end he got a standing ovation. Yeah. Like that's that's the impact. And the thing that kind of struck me is he's out there talking about educating Australians, wanting to make a difference, and he's staring out into this room of everyone who's kind of looking like me not you Adele me like a white a white person <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's not much not diversity yeah. in the conference room yes um and that's perhaps a conversation for another day yes it is <laughs> um, so in, anyway um, anything else about any presentation Adele you want to say no I think it was a really fitting presentation for the end of the day it left us um you know with a real sense of understanding, a great understanding of other people and other situations, and that's what I really loved about it. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a highlight as well. But I thought the top of the day was as well. I thought that the start of the day with uh, Michael McLean yeah, was Michael was excellent. Yeah, yeah, I thought he set the scene really well for the conference theme. I felt like he um, provided some really interesting information around some cool technology that is available and ways that we could use it. And I felt like he also uh, was able to, you know, leave three key points, which is always a good way to, you know, present something, leave people with three easily digestible points um, that they can walk away with. But it was a really good opener, I felt. Yeah, of course, the first thing uh, I thought about when he walked on stage was, oh, a bald, middle-aged, white guy with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, it's, you know, that's nothing against Michael, because obviously I'm a bald, middle-aged white guy with glasses, although I think Michael's a little bit younger than me. Um, but Michael was very engaging with his presentation, like he talked with us, mm. he didn't talk at us, and I think people who I've seen over the years as conference speakers, when they become a bit too rote with their presentation, it can be a bit talking at you, and I know Michael is a very experienced speaker, but to his credit, he clearly... Um, prepared well, uh, he's, he's got great um, modulation in his voice, like he's easy to listen to and I know mm. it's probably easy to say that, it's 9am in the morning, you've got adrenaline, it's the first day of the conference, you're probably more likely to be listening but I thought Michael made it very easy to listen to him and to um, use visuals effectively to, again as a professional presenter you would think that he would be able to do that but he had some very good screenshots of headlines of points that he was making about AI and generational differences. I think, I mean, just to sort of go over the, the three points briefly, he spoke spoke about the importance of um, AI, the importance of the um, remaking of work, or sorry, reworking of work. In other words, the, for example, uh, four days uh, work for five days pay as an example, though we didn't go into that, remote work. And the third point was uh, generational transition, talking about the different generations. And although none of those topics are, are sort of brand new, I think the way that he articulated it was um, 
you know, made an impact on the audience. Mm. And again, as a professional presenter should, didn't overwhelm the audience with too much information or too much detail and he made it quite digestible. Agree. What didn't work today? <laughs> what didn't work today? Um, the panels, um, it's not that they didn't work. Um, I, th I just think that you've got to be quite specific with some of those. So I think the first panel didn't work quite as well as the final one. So the first one was the CEOs, MDs of large recruitment businesses. So we had a deco manpower and program represented. And not not anything wrong with what they said, but I I just prefer to have a deep dive into one topic. So for example, I reckon the room was probably ready to hear how the large recruitment agencies dealing with remote work given that they've got multi-sites, they've got different streams of businesses, they've got temp, they've got perm, like how are they dealing with that? I think the room would have really wanted to hear that rather than some of the topics that were covered. Mm. The final uh, panel with Martin from JobAver talking about the execution of AI, I thought that was much more on point because it was quite specific and there were very clear examples. And it's probably not a fair comparison because the final point, there were visuals and it was a bit longer. But I'm always suspicious, well, not suspicious, um, I approach panel sessions with trepidation because <laughs> they can go wrong. So I'm just not sure whether as many panels as we had was quite the right thing. Mm. Um, what about for you, Adele? Yeah, I think that's a new um, format that, that they're trying out. So maybe the second one was better because they kind of got better at it the second time. There's different speakers in the second panel, but uh, it seemed to sort of be easing its way. And I get your point about uh, maybe a bit more of a deep dive on a narrower topic might have been better, uh, but you also, with a panel, I guess you don't know what, it's unscripted. You don't know what they're going to say. Mm -hmm. So you raise a topic that you maybe think is going to be a little more detailed and they go off a little broader. Um, than they should have. So, you know, we'll, uh, I'm, you know, happy to talk to James directly about that. I know that that was his baby, so um, I'm sure it'll be something. But look, I love hearing those case studies directly from the field. I think that makes the conference really practical when you're hearing from fellow peers. Yeah. That's what a lot of people come here for. It's not yeah. just to hear those big keynote speakers. You want some real practical takeaways, and that's what you get from those small panels as well. Agree. Um, a couple of other things that didn't, didn't uh, the lunch, Adele? Like, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I don't know. Like we got this pre-packaged lunch, which was poached chicken and glass noodles. And it was sort of a Vietnamese-style thing. You know, little box. No, it was nice. Uh, don't don't get me wrong, but there was nothing else. It was like we got this box, and I felt like we were kids out on a school excursion where we were given our box and we would go outside to eat, sort of thing. Not a big fan of that. Prefer the buffet. What if you're really hungry? Like you, you need a few. Like where's the cheese plate? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being fussy, but I don't know. The lunch just it did not really work for me. Morning tea. It's like again, first day with some pies or you know something. You You've had a few drinks the night before. <laughs> not, 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 not that I went out and had had a big night, but yes. again, it was just the. Um, what was it? The it was some sort of cake. Uh, 
the banana right. cake. Yeah. So, so the food is a little light on. The food is yeah. not as extravagant as you probably expect at a conference like this. And so we wait to see. We're going for dinner shortly from here and we'll uh, see how that goes, I suppose, and we've already got tomorrow. Yeah, and look, I know I'm a pedant about these sort of things, but the, uh, the very impressive sort of video slide they had with the lapping water showing effectively, I don't know if it's Hamilton Island, but sort of a tropical scene. And they had principal partner, Prime Super, who are, of course, the principal partner. But unfortunately, they used the wrong principal. It was principal L-E, not principal A-L. Uh, they used the correct principal for all the other slides, but that one kind of um, must have escaped the attention of the, of the lose their head over the, that the, 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 the proof checkers but hey i'm a pet and most people probably didn't know that so anyway uh any other things that were jarring for you Adele? no i think that's a great summary for day one ross we look forward to going into greater detail with all of you and uh finding out a bit more uh we've got some more questions of the week that we are going to be doing from the field which may appear in future conversations of our podcast so stay tuned and we'll be back with a similar high-level summary of day two uh, tomorrow. So look out for that in your podcast feed. That's a wrap. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Google, Apple, Spotify, or on our website.